This evening, we'll take our text from the book of Hebrews, chapter 9. Hebrews, chapter 9, and we'll begin reading at verse 19. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifices of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. The writer here is contrasting the, the Old Testament law, the Old Covenant, with the New Covenant. And in the, the previous chapter, Hebrews chapter 8, he wrote that there was a New Covenant and that the Old was ready to vanish away. Under the Old Law, they would offer blood sacrifices for atonement. And all of that was a shadow of things to come. And they would offer that in faith. And it all pointed to that perfect lamb, that perfect lamb of God that was slain from the foundations of the world. As the writer concludes his thoughts here in chapter 9, he writes those words as it is appointed unto man wants to die. But after this, the judgment. When the writer penned these words, we don't know exactly what was going through his mind, uh, but it seems evident that the, the writer here, he wanted the people of his day and the people of our day to understand that when death comes, that is not the end. Oh, no, it is just the beginning. And perhaps maybe uh, the writer was also concerned about new converts. And maybe he was concerned about uh, those that would be tempted to take advantage of this new dispensation. Those that might be tempted to live a bit carelessly under the cloak of grace. It is appointed. Unto man wants to die, but after this, the judgment. Such an unpopular subject in our world today. And of course, many would argue 
with you, and you've probably heard them, uh, those that would say, how could, how could God ban anyone from heaven? After all, he's, he's a God of love. And it is true. God is a God of love. Oh, he, he so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten son. Oh, why he gave the most precious thing. In fact, sometimes it's, it's hard to fathom the depths of God's love. But, but when we stop to think of the investment that God has that is put into your salvation and mine, that investment that he has put into the, to the plan of redemption for the whosoever will, oh, the love of God. God is a God of love. He's a God of compassion. His compassions fail not. A God is a, is a God of, of great comfort. He's a God of mercy. Oh, there is much written. You even go back to the, the Old Testament writings. Oh, the, the depths of God's mercy. God is a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. But God's holy word, God's word who, who talks about these, these beautiful attributes of the God that we serve. The same book says that God is a just God. And that one day, when, when this life is over, and individuals step across that great divide, they're going to stand before God. Or they're going to stand there in judgment. We read from the prophet Ezekiel, the soul that sinned, it shall die. And those that trample underfoot of the opportunities that they've been afforded. Those that trod underfoot of the blood of His Son, Jesus, all oh, they are going to stand in judgment. Many years ago, when I was in high school, I attended Milwaukee High School. My junior year, I was in the health class. And during that year, we were looking and studying just short segments, different different topics and different subjects throughout the year. And sadly, I, I have forgotten more than I have remembered. But I do remember one topic that we studied that year. And the, and the title of the topic was Death and Dying. Now, now we were just a group of teenagers. Teenagers, we, we, just, we just didn't think much about that. We didn't think much about end of life and, and, and all of those things. But I can still remember. We, we studied this and we discussed it. We talked about how it is when a family loses a loved one. How it is and, and how different people react and the, 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 the sorrow and the, and the grieving and the, and, and, and the pain and, and all those things. I remember we watched a uh, it, uh, it wasn't a video, it was, it was the old 16-millimeter the old, uh, projector they brought in, and we watched a film on, on that. But then our teacher, Mrs. Owen, she scheduled a field trip for our class. Just three or four blocks up the street, there was a mortuary. And the appointed day came, and our class got together, and we walked up the street. We walked inside the mortuary, and the, fun the, the funeral home director was there 
greet us. And we, we all gathered there in the, in, in, the, in the place there inside. And he began to go over all the details that take place when someone passes on. He talked about the, the families. He talked about the loved ones. Uh, he talked about all the different emotions that people go to, he, go through. He talked about the legalities and, and, and the write-ups of the obituaries. He just covered it all. And when he got done with that, they gave us a tour to the funeral home. And if I remember correctly, they, they took us downstairs down to where the, the, the bodies come in. And then they took us to another area where they do the embalming. And another area where they, they prepare the body for viewing. And they just covered. They just covered all the bases. And we got all done. And we left. But in the years since then, I have realized that they did not cover all the bases. Because as we gathered there, and not once did they tell this group of teenagers that each one of you has an eternal soul that is going to live forever and ever. Not once did they tell us that one day when this life is over, you're going to stand before God. Not once did they tell us that each one of you has a divine appointment. Incidentally, it was that year you know, I, I was so blessed. Even though the funeral home director didn't tell us that. I, I knew. I had such a, a faithful mom and dad. And I knew that when I got to the end of my life, I was going to give an account. I knew that one day I was going to stand before God. And it was that same year, in my junior year of high school, I, I found myself sitting in this very place. And it was on a Tuesday evening. Brother, Brother Al, he, he mentioned back in 1978, that was a year, that was a good year. God was answering prayer that year, but God hasn't changed. Oh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, he still hears, he still answers prayer, he still uh, will, 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 will make a person ready for that appointment. Oh, God, he's still working. I came here, sit, sit back there, straight back behind the... The videographer's there. And at the close of that meeting, by the Lord, he met me over here at this altar. Oh, just a young teenager's prayer. Oh, but I tell you what, that prayer, it reached heaven. I got heard and answered that prayer. And he made me ready for that appointment. Oh, how, how good is that? It's going to mean something to have our sins forgiven. Oh, it's going to mean something to, to know that our, our sins have gone on before us. We, we, we don't want our sins trailing behind us. Oh, no, it can be all taken care of ahead of time. Oh, my, it can be a, a blessing. It can be a joy to stand before our Creator. Yes, it can. You know, life is, is busy. Life is filled with, with, with schedulers. Life is filled with appointments. And, and, and all of that. And sometimes and the old scheduler gets, it gets a little too, too full. Uh, sometimes there's, this, there's those conflicts of, of scheduling. And then appointments have to be canceled. Sometimes appointments have to be changed or postponed. But this divine 
appointment that we are talking about tonight. It will not be canceled. And it will not be postponed. And it will not be changed. Oh, no, it won't. Jesus told. He told the story in St. Luke chapter 12 about the ground of a rich man that brought forth plentifully. And, he th- and, and this, 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 this farmer who had this land that brought forth so much, it, it says that he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room to bestow all my fruits? And he thought within himself, saying, and then he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. This individual, he was, he was a farmer. But, but he was more than a farmer. He was a businessman. He, he, he knew his business. He understood what it, what it took to run a, a profitable uh, farming operation. He knew what it took to be successful. He knew what it took to turn a profit. He understood the, the, this thing called uh, uh, warehousing inventory. You know, there wasn't wasn't anything wrong with being a farmer. There wasn't anything wrong with him being successful. There wasn't anything wrong with him having barns or even bigger barns. In fact, if you if you analyze this, this, this story here, I don't know that we can find a fault with anything that he did. He was just good at what he did. But the problem was, it wasn't with what he did. The problem was what he didn't do. The problem was what he neglected. And you see, his life was was so full. It was so full of his his business. It was so full of his his ideas. It was so full of his successes. It was so full of his ambitions and his aspirations. And by the time he got done with all of that, there wasn't room for God. Well, but even in that condition... God in heaven, God spoke to him, and he he said, Thou fool, uh, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be? Uh, Tonight uh, you have an appointment, and it's not going to be changed. Oh, no. The prophet Amos, he spoke to the children of Israel way back there. He said, Prepare to meet thy God. Well, the children of Israel... It seemed like when, when God would bless them and things were going well, then they began to grow lean. They would turn from God and, and even turn to idolatry. And, and he spoke that message, prepare to meet thy God. But, but in reality, that is a timeless message. It is timeless even for today. Oh, that people today uh, would, would consider their latter end, uh, that they would make preparation uh, to meet their God. In our country, we have we have courts, we have lower courts, and we have higher courts. And, and, and at times when individuals go to court, or if businesses go to court, and, and they they don't like the verdict, or they don't like 
uh, the, the outcome of it. Oftentimes, they, they can appeal to a higher court. Uh, but uh, when, when this life is over, and when an individual stands before God, uh, there is going to be no appeals. No one's going to be able to appeal uh, to a higher court. Uh, when individuals stand before God, uh, there is going to be no uh, defense attorney at their side. Uh, there's going to be no plea bargaining there. Oh, no. Uh, but, but it does say that the books are going to be open. We've seen and we've observed in recent years uh, the fraud and the deceit that, that, that is all around us, even in high places. In fact, at times, it, it just feels like it's so bad, you, 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 can't, even, you, you can't even really know what the truth is. But, but those books are going to be open, and those books have not been tampered with. And those books have not been altered. Oh, no. Someone will not be able to say, but, but, but you missed. You missed something there. Oh, no, it's going to all be there. It is appointed unto man. Once to die, but after this, the judgment. It was during World War II. There was a young man in the Navy there out on the seas. And he was on ammunition ships and tanker ships and and it was a rough group out there. This individual, he was far from God. And one day, one day he was all by himself. And he walked over to the railing. And he looked, he looked down into the water. And he thought, I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to end it all. Isn't it interesting how the enemy of our soul, he can rob people of a will to live. He can rob people of hope. And he can rob people of, of every good thing that, that God wants people to have. And there he was, looking down into the water. And said, I'm just going to jump in. I'm just going to end it all. And that individual in his sin, he somehow had enough discernment to understand that the devil was speaking to him. said, yes. Yes, what do you need to do? You just jump. No one's going to miss you. No one's going to care. But yet at the same time, God in heaven was speaking to him. And he asked him a question. If you jump in, God, what will the end be? Oh, if you jump in, you, you're not ready for your appointment. And you're not ready to stand before God. Oh, thank God. He, he didn't jump. And it was just a short time later, uh, he was invited there at port uh, to come to, to a gospel meeting where, where he was able to pray through uh, to a genuine, a born-again experience of salvation. Oh, and for many years, he was able to go back to those ports, and then he was able to do the very thing uh, that someone did for him. Oh, yes, it is appointed to the man wants to die, but after this, the judgment. Oh, tonight, are you ready? Are you ready for that appointment? It's going to mean something. It's going to mean everything to be ready. It's going to mean everything to stand before God and to hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Oh, what a day that will be tonight. You know, the Lord is still speaking. He's still calling. He's still drawing hearts unto himself. If you need something deeper from the Lord, that's what these meetings are for. And the Lord is here tonight. The Lord is in this place. And He'll hear. He'll answer prayer. He'll give 
victory. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll meet you here at this place of prayer. We're going to have a time to stand and sing song number 100.